Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's prayer and story time. Welcome to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry with prayer and story time as we get the opportunity to present to you the man Christ Jesus. Well, some will receive him as Lord and Savior. Others will receive strength, hope, and guidance. Others will receive direction, laughter, joy. My name is Reverend Hill. I'm here today with my anointed, Holy Ghost filled, precious, beautiful wife, Mrs. Hill, as we wish you today a very blessed Memorial Day. And we are here to deliver unto you stories, testimonies, some laughter, even a song or two, as she has a message from above. So I want you to situate yourselves, relax, and prepare your minds and your hearts to receive what is given unto her from above. So, with no further ado, receive my wife as she has what thus saith the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of our faithful friends and listeners. And we want to welcome all of our newcomers and our new listeners. Welcome to Ark of the Covenant Ministry with Reverend Derek Hill, which is my husband. And we are so very glad, excited to have you all with us today. And we are, as you all know, we are still on our series of real life stories and testimonies and prayer requests. And we are on our series, series, Life Has Many Storms and Storms Come in Many Forms. And as we know, that when it rains, it really pours. So some of us, we just have strongholds locking us down, and we all know that strongholds come through divorces, abortions, joblessness, drugs, accidents, loneliness, pornography, fears, sicknesses, violence, alcoholism, depression, death, abuse, rape, and trafficking. And as I say every day, we know that none of these dynamic things come from the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. So we just want to pray today for the world that God will pour his spirit amongst all flesh and that he would break every stronghold in the name of Jesus. I want all of our pastors and church leaders and prayer warriors and all of our listeners and newcomers, all of our baby Christians, if you don't know how to pray or what to say, listen, just listen to how we pray. Praying is simply just talking to God, thanking Him for the things that He has done, asking Him for the things that you need and want, 
and God will answer you. Praying for other people as we do every day. So we want to pray and we want to ask ourselves, do we need a revival? Yes. Revival only means change, and we all need change in our lives. So we're just going to ask that God would just break every occultic stronghold, every stronghold that Satan has on our lives. Whether we're praying for ourselves, a friend, a family member, or a neighbor, we even need to pray for our enemies this morning. God asked us to pray. He said, love them, pray for them. So that's what we must do in Jesus' name, that he would break all these strongholds of Satan and the devil, his angels, that he would break the captivity that he has us in, bound and bonded in. We also want to pray that to the Father that he would open up the minds of those that are listening this morning and give them a clear understanding of the message and of the testimonies and other prayers and the questions and answers that are given um, from the Word of God this morning. And we want to pray that none become offended, but they may take it and they may use it to help them in their prayer lives and to grow, even if they just pray for a neighbor or a good friend or someone that they really, really love and know. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I'm going to start with a testimony <clears throat> that I was given yesterday. Uh, the person's name is Dave, and he says, my name is Dave, and I'm 59 years old, and I'm glad to be a faithful listener of the Ark of the Covenant Ministry with Reverend Hill and his wife. I would like to address some things that were talked about a few days ago. There was a man that said he was a pastor, and his name was James. And I would like to address some of the things and the questions that he asked and some of the things that he said. I would also like to address some of the things of my thoughts and also give the Reverend Hill some advice. Like I said, I'm 59 years old and my name is Dave. And sometimes we do things that we think that no one knows. I thought the same thing, that no one in the world knew what I was doing. I cheated on my wife several times. I had several whores. I was going strip joints. I was offered to pornography. I smoked pot for over 25 years out of the 59 years that I was living, and I thought that no one knew about it, how wrong I was. Everybody knew about it. After a while, my family knew, my children knew, my sisters, my parents knew, everybody knew. And then it finally got to my wife, and I thought it wouldn't hurt, but I thought that I was doing what really made me happy. Because I thought to myself, well, every man is doing it, everybody doing it. What idiotic way. You know, for us to think as men sometimes. What I don't get, uh, Reverend Hill, is the questions that he asked. I don't believe he was asking you questions as far as telling you what to do with your wife. I believe he was telling you what you shouldn't be doing to your wife, which is still, I feel like, Mr. James, and I hope you listen since you said that you listen every day. I don't think that that's any of your business what goes on in anyone else's marriage. Because if you were such a faithful man to God yourself, then I don't believe that you would actually be on national air all over the world where people could hear you 
talking about how you have a lust and a love for another man's wife. That's idiotic to me right there. But another thing is, you call yourself trying to expose, I believe, Reverend Hill for certain things in order to bring him down. You don't ever have to do that to a man when he say he's a man of God. You don't have to do it to anybody because the Bible tells you that all vengeance belong to the Almighty God. And whatever the Reverend Hill is doing, God will expose him for everything that he is worth. So I think that you really, really need to mind your own business because if it were me and I just knew you, I would punch you in your nose over and over again. Then I'd take your head, throw you on the ground and smash your brains out. So I'm not trying to give a murder threat, so I really hope nothing happens to you because I don't know you. I've never seen you. But it's just my opinion of what I think that you're doing. On the other hand, Reverend Hill, you never did answer. You found a way to say that you didn't feel like you should have to answer some things you just don't answer. I really don't believe that you have an answer for it as far as not being with your wife for the two years, not supporting her. He, he also asked you the question, what's stopping you from being around your wife now because whoever his informant it is, it sounds like a nosy hoe. Because some things, unless you really, really are gay man, some things, what is that? Some things men just don't say and they just don't do in this world. So that's an awfully nosy hoe. But whoever her informative is that said that she knows everything that went on in their marriage and how your wife was treated and what you did. I myself would like to know if any of those things are true. And if so, I would like to know why you never spoke to your wife during her whole pregnancy and why was it that this guy James had to provide and take care of your son. He said he even paid for your son's funeral. Which is a, that's a lie. Anyways, um, excuse me, people that kind of threw me for a loop right there. Which that's a lie. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I would like for you to respond because I think us as listeners and you, the pastor, you give your opinions from the Bible, and I believe it's from the Bible because it's there with other people' marriages. So I know that you may feel like this is your personal life that people are digging in, but everybody else is responding and giving their true life, their life, true life testimonies where everybody all over the world can hear it. And you yourself, even though I think with people should, I think all people should have common sense enough to know what this man James is trying to do. He called himself exposing you and putting you down. Me, myself, personally, I like you and your wife, and I think that your ministry is very helpful, so don't ever stop doing it. It's just the thing that you're a man like any other man is, but if it's true, don't hide the fact by not responding to what a person ever says, because the Bible said we should always be ready to give an answer. 
But I do think that us as listeners deserve to hear, even if you feel like it's your personal life, everybody else is giving theirs. So could you please respond to the things he asked you about? Was the lady really your sister, or was she really a woman that was raised with you, like he said? And also, I would like to know if that was your sister, and just because you were close, why would your wife even object to her being there to the point where you two got into it? And if the other thing that he said, because I take notes and I wrote it down, why would she personally take it up on her own to go off on you because you went and announced that your wife was having your child? Why would she take it up on her own just to go off on you like that? Well, I don't understand is he got a lot of stress and scribbled out on this. And who do you suppose her informative may be? I'm not asking you to call names, give names, or tag anyone, but do you believe that the informative that is giving this Pastor James information? And another thing, I do really believe that by coming on air and national TV, I believe that he is repenting before the world and people. I watched you yesterday because I come to your ministry also, and you addressed him also yesterday. And me and my wife and I couldn't help but look and listen, and we said, all oh, we know what he's speaking in regards of and to. Uh, what is this? Uh, we really do believe, my wife and I, that when he did that over there, he was repenting not only to the church, but he repented to God and the world because he did say he went to God first. Can you please answer these questions for me? His name is Dave. That's it, baby. That's it? Well, I thank you, Brother Dave, uh, for being a, a faithful watcher. I thank you for your letter, Brother Dave. Uh, We're going to be praying for you and your family, Brother Dave. And uh, There is, uh, the Bible says to have an answer for your faith number one and none of what brother James was speaking about had anything to do with my faith none of that got anything to do with the faith that I have in Jesus Christ what he was talking about had everything to do with garbage now do I have time to deal in garbage? No, I do not. I stand over six feet tall, weigh almost 300 pounds. I am a grown man. I'm not a child. I don't have any time to deal in childish realms. And when it comes down to my business, 
my business between what goes on between me and my wife uh, I don't think is Brother James' business or anybody else's. But I will say this, and I'm going to say this one more time for all of y'all that haven't heard it. I'm going to say this one more time. I was brought up in a household, an adopted household. My mother adopted a whole heap of people because we don't know who. I have never seen my mother nor my father. And there was a whole heap of us that she raised in that house. She has been written up for all the people that she has brought in that house. And if you have ever been thrown away and have been brought into a house and been brought up together, you know what it is to finally have a home. So there are some of us that are very close and we are family. Now, it had been, uh, was not ever, ever, ever talking about moving no one into the house. Again, I'm going to say this one more time. I was never, ever, ever, ever moving anyone in to the house. R repeat it one more time. It was a never ever thing about moving no one in to my house. I don't know where y'all getting this from. The house had uh, rooms into the house. A guest room is saying that people come in from out of town. There will be a guest room where her and her husband can come. Because we was going to bring mother into the house as well. That's all that was. It's not a, it wasn't a great big drawn out thing. I don't know why y'all keep harping on this one issue. Okay? It's not a great big thing. It's not a big thing. Don't, don't let what people say make it a great big issue. Me and my wife, we didn't cut one another. We didn't stab one another. We didn't go to fisticuffs. We didn't go to choking one another. We didn't jump on each other's back. We didn't go to blows or none of that. Did none of that happen between me and my wife? And who? 
whoever is Brother James informant or whoever told Brother James, whatever they told Brother James, it makes me no difference. I really don't care. I really don't care. It really don't make me no different. I don't think it makes my wife any different. Do it make you any difference, dear? No, it does not. It really don't make us no difference. Who's his uh, informant? And uh, the other question about uh, what he paid for, the funeral, about my son, he didn't have to do none of that. Nope, he didn't have to do none of it because I did most of it and he did whatever it was that he said I didn't ask him to do nothing and he tried to take over everything and I wouldn't let him. For the simple cause, I know people talk like he lying now. He's a liar. He didn't have to do none of that. Because believe me and mine could have buried mine. I didn't need for him to do any of that for mine. Not for mine. Me and mine could have buried mine. That was my son. I could have took care of mine. Not only just mine, but I didn't have just one son. I keep trying to tell people that. We had four children that we have lost. Four, not one, but four. We have lost four children in between me and my wife in a short period of time. So, you know, I didn't need him to do any of, any of that. Any of that. We didn't need to do any of that. So, that, you know, whatever people is telling you all, people have an agenda for what they say. They have a reason for what they do. And their reasons is, is, is I have no, I, I, I have, I really don't, it doesn't bother me for what people say for their own particular reason. Hey, listen, I don't, it, it doesn't phase me, it don't bother me. But this is what I do know. People are going to talk. That's what people do. That's what they do. So it is okay. Don't let that stuff get to you. Don't let that stuff stir you up. Don't let that stuff bother you. They're going to talk. They're not going to speak positive about you. They're not going to speak uh, uh, cheerful about you. There are two types of people in the world. There are those that's going to be against you and there are those that are going to be with you. It's just that simple. It's called the adversary and it's called those that's with God. Those that are against him and those that are with him. So, you know, if you follow Jesus Christ, 
then you're going to find those that's with you. Now, those that's with you in Christ Jesus, you're going to find that there are levels of those that's in Christ Jesus that's with you. Right. Those that's with you in Christ Jesus don't always agree with you in Christ Jesus because they got levels for which they are in Christ Jesus because everybody grows up at a different rate. Everybody grows up at a different rate. The Bible says in Malachi chapter uh, 2 verse 10, Aren't we all of the same Father? Aren't we all of the same God? Why do we all deal so treacherously with one another? You know, why do we all do this? So, we have to realize that, you know, there's always going to be somebody pulling against you, just like there's always going to be somebody standing with you. So, the reason I don't answer a lot of that stuff is because I don't have time for all that. I did that when I was in knickerbockers and tennis shoes. I did that when I was a kid. I'm a grown man now. Because somebody say something, that don't mean that's true. That don't mean that's you. That's because they talking. That's, I ain't got no time. If I answered everything somebody said, I wouldn't have time to do the work that the Lord has sent me to do. I got to do what God sent me to do. God didn't send me to, to go battering back and forth with people's accusations and all this mess. I ain't got no time for all that mess, man. I ain't got no time for all that. And don't waste your time trying to do that with everybody else. The Bible said you just keep loving them, heap, hot, heap coals of love upon their head and just keep on going. And let that break the yokes upon their, break the yoke off of them. And let them begin to learn to love too. And keep on moving. Amen. Keep on moving. That's all. Just keep on moving. Because it's not them. Believe me, it's not the person. You're not fighting against. I'm not fighting against James. I'm not fighting against whoever told him what, he, what they told him. I mean, if, if he was my problem. Listen, if he was my problem, then I wouldn't have no problem. The Bible said I'm fighting against principalities and demons in high places. If he was the problem, then I wouldn't have any problem in the world. I'm fighting against something way more, way more higher than what, what he can possibly fight. If, if he was fighting against something, something like me, then he would have no problems at all himself. He never would have used drugs if, if he was fighting against me. It was something way more greater than me. Because it was the same thing that was greater than him that caused me to use. See, it was something more greater than that. Because this thing been around since the beginning of time. It's been destroying lives and destroying people a long, long, long time ago. And it's going to continue to devour and destroy until it's picked up and cast into the lake of fire. 
So I ain't got no time to be trying to talk, trying to speak at the little, the, the, the little destructive things that it's doing. I want to run straight for the very foundation of it. I want to shake the very foundations of hell. So I ain't got time to be trying to hear what this little person saying, that little person saying, that little person say. If that was the case, you should see some of the things that they say on on the YouTube and all this stuff that they block off of there that y'all can't even read. That I see it and then they don't even allow it to come through. You should see some of that mess. How they hate the word of Jesus be even talked about on the body on on, on YouTube. And on the rest of the places where we broadcast from, they can't stand it. So I, I really don't have even the inkling or the time to be addressing issues that really don't make no sense. Because what me and my wife do, how I support my wife, the things that I do for my wife, how can somebody tell me what I do for my wife? As if, as if they, as if you there, when I do for my wife, that's, that's like right, me, babe. That, that's like me telling you, brother Dave, what bills you pay in your house. Right. Am I in your house to tell you what bills you paying in your house, brother Dave? So how can another man tell you what I'm doing in my house? He not in my house. He not in my house. He That's right, babe. He don't know what I'm doing in my house. So why would I look so foolish trying to answer a question? That's a foolish question. That is a foolish question. What I'm doing in my house, he gonna tell me what I'm doing in my house. Me and this man has never been in present with in one another presence ever. So how he gonna tell me what I'm doing for my wife? I have never worked for the man. He is not my resource. He is not my God. So how he know what I'm doing for my wife? Wife, is you told the man what I'm doing for you? I certainly have not. And he certainly does not know. So I don't why, even talk to the man. So why would I answer him? So, so that don't make any sense. That, that, that really don't make any sense at all, Dave. You see what I'm saying, Dave? This, this is why I did not answer it. This is why I will not answer it. Why would I put me and my wife's financial business on display? Do I handle business at home with my wife? Yes, I do. That much I would put in out on me. Yes, I do. Do I have my wife lying for me? My wife, I do not have my wife ever to lie for me. Why would I need my wife to lie for me? No, I don't need her to lie for me. No, I don't need that. 
No, I, I, no, no, don't need that. Don't need that. Do I handle the what I need to handle it at the house? Yes. I take care of what I need to take care of at the house. Stuff coming through the door all the time. Where it, where it come from? My husband. My husband sent that. My husband did that. My husband took care of that. My husband do that. She quick to tell a person that in a minute. She don't have no problem in saying that. That's right. She will fix her mouth and say that in a minute. Yeah. And I love to hear say it. That's why I do what I do in the house. Every man wants to take care of his wife. So I, uh, I do what I supposed to do at my house. Just like I know you do what you supposed to do at your house, Dave. Now, whatever these people that supposed to be telling him what they supposed to do, I don't think we check in to them either. I don't think my wife goes and check in with them. I don't think it's nobody you report to about our bill situation, is it? Wife? Of course not. Oh, of course not. Yeah, I don't think it's nobody we report to when it comes down to the bill situation. Because I don't think it's nobody that helps us with the bills. I don't think it's nobody that comes and tells me, well, here, here you go, uh, Reverend Hill. Uh, here's your money. Here's money on the bills. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's nobody that comes and tells me that. Not a soul. Not nah soul. So I don't know who reporting it, but ain't, if they want to report something, they can report that. They can come at any time and give, give it to my wife if they want to, uh, bring it to me and say, well, here is money on the bills. Okay. They can bring that any time, any time. Drop it off, uh, 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 bring it to me and say, here is money on the bills. And believe me, I will take it. And thank you for it. But so far, ain't none of them done that. Brother Dave, ain't nobody done that. Uh, no, nobody done that. Every month when I shell it out, ain't nobody bringing and selling nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're shelling it in, is them, is them uh, wife? You don't think? They ain't gonna bring nothing in. <laughs> no. They ain't nothing in. I just think it's, I just think think it's being shelled out. I don't think they're bringing nothing in. So if they if they telling something, I don't know what they're telling. Cause I don't think we we I don't think we doing a financial report to anybody or nothing like that. Nothing right. like that at all. I don't think we doing none of that at all. So, brother Dave, this is why I don't answer those type of questions because it's uh, it's foolishness to me. It really is foolishness, and uh, it's a bunch of lies and a bunch of garbage, and it's a bunch of childish mess. Uh, so I don't have really time for all of that, and uh, I really don't think a person makes a, a confession. See, if, if I'm in Mexico and my crime is done in Australia. And I know you ain't gonna come to Mexico and I confess in Mexico, then 
I ain't confessed to you. You see, the Bible says, confess to one another. You see, if I didn't do the crime to you, then don't confess it to me. Because I don't know anything about the crime. You see, who you did the crime to is who you need to confess to. See, that's what you need to confess to, is where you did the crime to. That's what the Bible means by confess to one another. So if you didn't do the crime to me, why would you confess it to me? So if you stood up in, in dire and stood in that pulpit, and preach to those people, then that's where you need to go back to and confess to them that you stood there tainted in that, in that standard of that way. Because none of them probably don't even listen to this show. But they be at that church every Sunday. So you need to go back there and confess to them and tell that pastor, I'm not that pastor. You didn't preach in my pulpit. You preached in that man's pulpit. That's who you're supposed to confess to. Wherever you done the crime is where you go and confess to. Wherever you know where you can meet them people at, then you go and confess to those people. See, the, it, I, uh, um, it was a situation that came up with me. So when I, when, when the Lord laid it on my heart, I confessed to a massive group of people. And my wife can contest to this. Now these people that I confessed to, it wouldn't like the, the things that I confessed to. It wouldn't like that they didn't happen. And I made sure that I put the names and everything. And everybody that I confessed to, they saw it. Now, some of them didn't even know. They, they was amazed that why is he confessing to me? He, he ain't able to harm me. But... They didn't understand the thoughts that I had in my head about them. But I apologized to them for the thoughts that I even had in my head about them. Now, my wife didn't even know that I confessed. They brought the situation, they even told her about it. But I confessed to everybody. And I put it in a place where everybody that was involved could see it. So they can make their own thing about those individuals. I didn't confess to the people 
that didn't know the situation, I confess to those that was a part of the situation. And then I confess to each and every individual. See, that's confession. So confessing to us on this air, now one of them people that probably was involved in the situation might not never hear the confession. So that's what I meant by what I did Sunday. That's what I meant by that. Because those are the people you need to go in front of and admit to them what you did. Not to me. Because you have done me no harm. You never stood in front of me and preached not one word. So you owe me no confession. You owe me no apology. It's those that you stood before. I understand you came down from the pulpit. Okay, I, I've never known you to be in the pulpit. It's those that you was in front of in that condition that you were in you need to go back to that place or places to those pastors, to those congregations and confess to them. Not to me. Now you can give your testimony to us for strength, hope for others can gain strength and hope and experience but your confession needs to be to them because those are the ones that you have wronged it's for their forgiveness that you seek not mine Well, and we really just want to say that we will continue to pray for James. We will continue to pray, pray for you and your family, um, Dave. Dave. Uh, we do thank you so much for your uh, partial testimony that you gave of what you did when you said you didn't think nobody knew, but people did know. Thank you for that testimony. And we also thank you for your questions. And we hope that... Um, you got some answers and that you clearly do understand what he's saying. And as I always open up a prayer in the morning, once we pray, we always pray that none become offended by the way these questions are answered. And that's why I do that, because the way my husband answered it, Lord knows it's not to be, you know, uh, sarcastic or anything like that with anyone. But it's that he is just opening up and answering to the best that he knows how to answer what he should say in a truthful way in response to the questions that some of you people ask. We have nothing to hide. We have personal things in our lives that have to be dealt with just like anybody else because this 
ministry is not saying that, hey, look at us. We're perfect because it's not about us. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we hope that we have answered all of your questions. And we hope that you continue to listen and to watch on Sundays joining with us as of everyone else. We hope that you all would continue to join us. Um, well, you can pray for us, dear. Okay. So we are going to bow our heads and close our eyes, those of us that could. We know some of you are listeners that are driving or you just can't right now at this moment. Close your eyes and bow your head. But we just ask that you would pray along with us this morning. Father God, you know that we come to you in spirit and in truth, Father God. And you know we thank you for each and every listener, each and every testimony, Father. And you know, Father God, and knowing that this is what we do, we're doing it for the glory of you and not of ourselves. Lord, that we will be attacked by Satan every time. Lord, you know that we already know that there will be very, very vicious lies that are going to be told. Father, because they did it to you and your son, Jesus. So, Father God, we are not better than you. And like you tell us in the scriptures, for you called us out of the world, they going to hate us too. So, Lord, it's, it's, it's a lot of hatred. It's a lot of evil. We're in the spiritual warfare that's coming up against us. And we understand that, Lord. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to keep on praying for our enemies. We're going to keep trying to love them, Lord Jesus, with all our hearts, Lord. We're going to continue to pray for them, Father God. And especially uh, for James, Lord, we just want to pray, Lord. He, he so desperately want a wife, Lord. So we're just going to pray, especially for him, that, Father, that he would just let go of the bitterness that he has no reason to have against another faithful man for his wife. Lord, we just pray and ask you to take all the jealousy out of his heart as he have it for another man over his wife and his children, his child. And we pray that he would get his heart right with you, God, and that he would repent from all his ugly, wicked sins, Father God, and that he would just come to you and confess, Father God, and after he does all that, God, that you would put a woman of God in his life that could love him as he is, just as I do my husband, and that he could love her as she is, just as my husband loves me. But, Father, we all know that it's going to take the love of God. It takes your love, Father God, to change all of us. So, Lord, we just praying that you will pour your spirit out in him, Lord, and give him grace. Continue to give him your mercy so that some of the things, Lord, that he asks of you, Lord, that you will give it because you said that you would. So we pray and ask special prayer for you, uh, James. And uh, Dave, we pray that the things that you told us in your testimony today, that we pray that uh, you will repent of your sins and turn away from your sins um, and that you would get back on track. And if you with your wife, that you would 
date with your wife and whatever other women that you were saying you were doing in the drugs that we will continue to pray that you would leave it alone and you don't uh, fall back into the snare of the devil and go back out to doing things such as you said that you were doing. Um, we just pray that you be set free from, from, from all of those aggravated, extra added things to your life that we know for a fact don't come from God. So God will hear your prayers. All you have to do is ask them. And we're getting ready to pray right now, and we're going to pray that if there's any, which we know that there are many in this world that has not accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, that all you have to do is ask them right now. Just bow your head and close your eyes and Open up your mind and your heart and say this simple prayer with me right now. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner when I die, I deserve hell. But God, you sent your son Jesus to die for me. He took all my sins upon himself, all of the world's sins upon himself, Father God. And he took himself and he died in my place what a wonderful wonderful man what wonderful love indeed that you would die for a wretch like me father god i just thank you so much we just thank you father god for what your son jesus did for us on calvary's cross two thousand years ago Father, I want to ask you to forgive me for my sins and come into my heart and save my soul. Be my father, Father God, and I want to be your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. And if you have just said this prayer and you meant it from your heart, you have just become a child of God. And when you die, if you die right now, you have a home in heaven. You can know for sure that that's your home. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to turn it back over to you, uh, honey. All right. Well, now y'all heard the prayer, and you done said that prayer. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. Me and the missus are rejoicing for you. Start reading your Bibles, turn from your ways, and follow the man Christ Jesus. Find, find you a good Bible-preaching, sin-hating church, and watch what God's going to do in your life. Now, if you don't have your Bible and you can't get you one, just go to the nearest thrift store, the Salvation Army, and, I, and they got Bibles right there. They say, take me, I'm free. Just get you, get you one of them. I'll find you the nearest church and tell them you don't receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you need a Bible. And I'm quite sure they'll give you a Bible and you start reading that good old word and watch your life go to the church and 
all that good stuff. You'll see the transformation go forward. Now, if you want to stay here with us, that's all right, too. Now, there's several ways you can keep up with us now. Ark of the Covenant, you can uh, watch us on our YouTube channel. There's hundreds and hundreds of videos there. My wife said, get you some popcorn and sit there and go to watch it. Amen. Uh, that's the Ark of the Covenant, the number two. Got our symbol on there with a hand on top, hand underneath, holding the world. And it says, instruments being used to reach those that's reaching up. So you can find us as the Ark of the Covenant 2 channel. Please subscribe. It's free. Or you can get our podcast at the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. It's on podcast, the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. And uh, you like a collage of things, all type of stuff that we do. And you can just listen to that. Don't cost you nothing free of charge, and it's some fantastic stuff on the app as well. We got some fantastic stuff on the app. You can go to the website and get the app. It's at www.ark, A R K of the Covenant, C O V E N A N T Ministry, M I N I S T R Y dot com. That's again www.ark, A R K of the Covenant. C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T Ministry M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y dot com Now you can go through one of the portals there Prayer messaging, mental, physical workout, spiritual exercise Or you can pull down the tab at the top and it says get the app Now here is the thing When you go uh, uh, get the app you can get the app has two sections to it it has the ark of the covenant ministry and it has covenant seekers each section has its own code so the ark of the covenant ministry section code uh, get your pen and paper and write it down it's its section its code is K F Q G E S again K as in King F as in Frank Q as in Queen G as in Good E as in Elephant S as in Sam then you would come back out again and it says enter it, it, it'll say enter with code and then you'll put this code in there it, T one J zero O eight Again, that's T one J zero O eight. You put that code in there, 
and that'll take you right to the covenant seekers a section and then you'll get a check mark and you'll have the whole app and you're good to go all right so now you got the app the whole app right there and you all good to go and right there our covenant seekers that is our game selection area and you can really get involved in our gaming section our gaming section is real cool area there so we all good so god bless you and we last my wife always says jesus loves you and so do we we want you to remember that today there will be no uh, focus group because it is Memorial Day. We wishing all of the veterans uh, happy Memorial Day. All of the families that their people have laid down their lives for the flag. We wishing them happy Memorial Day as we remembering those. We remembering uh, all of the warriors that's fighting in this fight as members of God's army. Happy Memorial Day as well because this is the greatest battle of all. So to all warriors, happy Memorial Day. God bless you. Bye-bye now.